Good day, everyone. This is Matt with A Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is a day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in it. Today is Monday, October 4th, 2021, the day the Lord's made. Hope you're doing well. We pray for you wherever you are listening from. I'm enjoying my cup of Javalia coffee this morning. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you're listening from. This is a ministry where we talk about all things freedom in Christ and celebrate the freedom that we already have. And we talk about how we can now live from that freedom and apply that to every area of our lives. And so I wanted to point out real quick that we have just released our first book called The Love of the Father, Enjoying Jesus Every Day. That is available now. Uh, We're really excited about it. We're going to be doing a little bit more talking about that next week. So, But if you want to pick up a copy, we'd love for you to to do that, and it would help us uh, help support us uh, just in a great way. So there'll be a link in the description for that. So I want to start a probably going to be a two-part series because I want to keep this under my time frame each each episode, but a two-part series on depression. We just finished a um, series on mental health. So if you, if you didn't uh, catch that, I would encourage you to catch that because we really talked about how we're, we're wanting to be living in a sound mind uh, where we're living out of truth, we're thinking on truth, and we're living out of that. And so that's going to really come along here with depression because I want to say first and foremost, this is not going to be a, a talk on, um, on medical depression or clinical depression, however you want to define that. I'm not a doctor and I don't play one on TV, <laughs> so I don't claim to, to be able to know all the ins and outs of that. I know there's so many different diagnoses out there that can be given by a doctor, and so I am not, that's not the purpose of this. The purpose of this is to understand more of what I would consider the non-medical depression where, um, where we just feel like we're sinking lower and lower and lower and we have no way out kind of thing. Okay, So uh, that's what I'm going to be kind of going with. And also, as, we, as those of you that have been with me and listened for any amount of time know that we take a biblical approach. We take a freedom in Christ approach. And so that's that's what we're going to talk about. So, uh, but I want to also say that I have had my fair share of struggling with depression. I've never been diagnosed with depression, although uh, a few years ago, when I was at a really low point in my life, uh, just a real quick personal testimony, I I would say that I was probably uh, they, no one a doctor didn't diagnose me, but I definitely was depressed going through a depression. Uh, first of all, started by some anxiety and just just this kind of sinking down and not wanting to really get up and do anything and just these kind of like feeling like I was just kind of sinking lower and lower and lower and not really kind of feeling feelings of trapped, I guess, if you will, and kind of no way out. Uh, and I did go to see a doctor and I did get on some some uh, some medication and I only took it probably for like less than a month. But anyway, so so medication, I'm not going to, this is not a pro or against medication kind of podcast. This is going to be a, first of all, kind of what is depression and, and then what do we, what do we do about it? How do we, how do we, um, you know, how, how do we talk about it? And then, and then uh, what, what, uh, what's the solution? <laughs> what is the, what is the solution? And to know that we're not alone in this, that you're not alone. If you would sit here and say, yeah, man, I struggle with with depression at times. And one of the first, one of the biggest things I would tell you is that I even had to overcome at times was uh, depression itself is not a sin. Depression is not a sin. Please hear that. Please know that. Please believe that. I think there was a time where I'd be like, oh man, 
I'm a Christian. I'm not supposed to. I'm not supposed to feel depressed. I'm not supposed to, you know, have all of this despair in life. And and yet there it was. It was a reality for me. So I I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have those depressive thoughts, to be in those depressive moods. And I want to tell you, even to this day, sometimes it rears its ugly head. But I'm a long, long way from where I was, I would say, four years ago when I was probably in a pretty good state of depression. And, and that's all by the grace of God. It's all by the freedom in Christ. It's all by the healing of Jesus, of, of lies that I was believing, and despair and hopelessness in what I was believing. And I would say if there's one, in my opinion, definition of depression would be a sense of hopelessness. I don't feel like anything's going to get better. My life is only getting worse. And so you feel like almost like you're sinking into a sinkhole of hopelessness. And so we're going to go through some of this. I'm going to talk through some stuff, a few notes that I have written down. But but I want to I want to kind of talk about this idea too that that we're in this you know we t- the word pandemic is so relevant nowadays right it's so prevalent that we hear it all the time but there's this pandemic of despair and I want to say this pandemic of despair has been around even before COVID I mean obviously COVID pressed it in on us right because then we had lockdowns immediately we were we were isolated we couldn't go anywhere so there was this pressing in. But you know, you you started hearing, and I'm, I've been looking at this, some some of this articles about the about this you know depression and things like that. And and and, and what's interesting is the age bracket of about 25 to 34, which you would consider the healthiest people in the world, right? The the, the people where COVID was not really hitting those individuals per se. Uh, yes, there were some cases here and there, but but the the most the, the healthiest people, right? But yet there's this pandemic of despair, and it's it's across the board, not just a, but I was not not just this age group, but I was intrigued by this age group because some articles I was finding was saying that this is actually where it's increasing the most. This this sense of of despair, where um, the people are just not feeling like their life is there is any hope, or there's there's uh, any um, that there there is any uh, you know hope of hope of things getting better. Right. And so, so I think that's interesting that it's that age group, but also, I mean, obviously there was, there was some, a lot of reasons for that. I'm not going to go into the, the reasons for that, but, but a part of that is too, is this idea that in that age group too, they were talking about how there was this sense of void of meaning. In other words, just, there's nothing, there's nothing, it's not just a feeling. It's more of now I don't have an have an identity. It's 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 moving more and more in this secular way to the secular culture that there's any real idea that it's even possible that that there's a God or that there's a there's a greater meaning than all of this. And so then of course then there, there's a rise of uh, then you know the rise of drug use and alcohol use and, and and so that goes into you know some of that stuff. And so people spending their money on things to seek fulfillment that will never fulfill. Uh, whether it be sex or drugs or rock and roll or whatever it may be, right? And so here we are. We have the bread of life. For us that are Christians, we have the bread of life that we can feed on every day and live from. And yet, if we're looking to something else for that fulfillment, for that meaning, then sure, there's going to be discouragement. There's going to be depression. So, But I thought it was interesting, that age group. And so again, I, and I would say this, is that if you are struggling with depression, get help. Don't. I mean, I had to get over that too at times. Of see a counselor, talk to someone, 
You know, uh, I'm actually going through right now, and I, I am a counselor. I, I do counsel in the area of sexual addiction, but I also have been finding myself counseling more and more individuals that are struggling with mental health. And I'm going through a certification process right now to better understand how I can serve and help those individuals because much of depression is a symptom, just like I've said with everything else, like with sexual addiction, it's a symptom of something deeper. And often that deeper, uh, what's going on deeper is rooted in a lie. It's rooted in a lie. And so if I'm believing a lie, that's what we talked about with the mental health part of it. If I'm believing a lie and I'm living out of that, then then I'm not living out of truth. And we as believers want to be living out of truth. And the, and the truth is, is that we as Christians can still be deceived and living out of living out of falsehoods, living out of lies, because we've accepted them to be true. In other words, if I get to a state of hopelessness, well, that's not true because my hope is not in my circumstances. My hope is in, is in my God. My hope is in Christ, in me. That's my hope, the hope of glory, right? So let's go ahead and get into this a little bit. So again, obviously, you're not alone in this. There are some really famous people that have struggled with depression. I mean, listen to this quote from Abraham Lincoln, right? I am now the most miserable man living. If what I feel were distributed to the whole human family, there would not be one cheerful soul on earth. To remain as I am is impossible. I must die to be better. My goodness. I mean, this was probably considered one of the greatest presidents of our time. I love Abraham Lincoln. I love the stuff that he did, right, to get us through probably the deepest, darkest time of our country. And yet, he this is what he described himself as, struggled with depression. Charles Spurgeon, famous pastor, Martin Luther. Uh, we can even go to characters of the Bible where we know that, that there were many individuals in the Bible that were, that were struggling with depression, whether it be Elijah or David or a lot of the psalmist talks about it. Um, Jeremiah, even Paul, I believe, went, went through it. So we can, we can read about that and know that we're not alone. We're not alone in this depression. So let's talk about what it's not and then what it is. Okay, so and I would say this. First of all, everyone is susceptible to that. Uh, it's susceptible to depression or depressive thoughts based on, again, what I would say is living out of lies, living out of a sense of hopelessness. Okay, so what depression is not is just is it's not just being discouraged. Okay, we all go through discouragement. We all go through times of frustration or discouragement. Okay, so it's 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 going a little bit deeper than that, right? We all experience that. Okay, the 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 discouragement. Okay, we all are in a sense of sometimes confused. Okay, it's more than just confusion. So I'm kind of going over what it's not right now. Okay, uh, we all are. We all go through, you know, points of frustration, things like that. Okay, so the the idea here though is that if you get to a place of despair, this is where I would say a, a good word to define depression would be despair. Is 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 I'm, there's no way out kind of thing. This is where the despair and hopelessness come in. Okay, so a person who's depressed. You know, someone who's discouraged can be encouraged. Someone who's dealing with depression, just telling them to buck up and get up and go up, go for it and go out there and do it, isn't going to help them. They again, it's there's it's this idea that they're kind of sinking into this pit, right? Uh, and it's this pit of hopelessness. And so, just trying to give them positive words and oh, pray more and do all that isn't going isn't going to help because in that moment, they really there's really not a lot that can be 
encouraging to them. So here's kind of a, 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 a definition of depression. Really a debilitating mood, feeling, uh, it's a kind of an attitude of hopelessness, which becomes a person's reason for not handling the most important issues of life. So it's more than just being sad, okay? It's, it's an attitude. I think that's the key. It's an attitude of hopelessness. I've taken on, I've taken on the belief, here's where the beliefs come in, so huge, well, the beliefs and thoughts that 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 I'm, that it's hopeless the situation is hopeless and and notice what that definition says it's it's oftentimes because i'm not either believing or thinking or have handled situations in my life and because i haven't either handled them or i'm not thinking with sound mind on those circumstances or i'm 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 not believing truth in those circumstances then then that's where this attitude of hopelessness can develop out of Okay, so so and then it just debilitates us. It just seems like oh, this circumstance, whatever that may be, is uh, is leading to depression. So we just use the example of divorce. Okay, I'm, I've gone through a divorce, and so maybe I haven't handled that very well. Maybe I've been believing a lie that because because I got divorced, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy. I'm again, there's the belief system, right? So I've gotten divorced. The lie is I, I, I'm, I'm unlovable, I'm unworthy, and then I just sink into this. Now I'm not handling other issues in my life, other things in my life very well. I may not even want to get out of bed and go do, or I may not want to be around people. Or it, just, it, can get, it can build on itself, and it can spiral, and you feel like you're in this sinking thing. So it's more than just being sad, okay? Um, and, and so sadness is typically a, a temporary kind of feeling. Grief then goes to... Well, this is this is really now down to grief and is is really tremendous sadness, I guess, if you would say, okay. But it's not necessarily hopelessness. So this is not even depression as well, because because grief is a process. If I go through a divorce, if someone goes through a divorce, I need to grieve. I need to grieve. I mean, that's that's. There's nothing wrong with that. They should be grieving. They should be moving at a at a process of grief at their own pace, though. This is where it you know to just tell someone get over it, get over the divorce, and move on. Well, that doesn't do any good because some people grieve differently than others. If a person experiences a huge loss, a death of a loved one, any major loss, whether it be a job, a relationship, a marriage, a, a child, whatever kind of loss that is. Uh, they should move through the process of grief at their own pace. And this is where I believe if this is going on for someone, you need to seek outside help. Uh, I would, I always recommend a Christian biblical counselor, okay? Someone that's going to provide the wisdom of the Bible to, to seek solutions, not to make you feel better, but just to say, hey, where is my hope actually coming from? Not in better circumstances. I can't change the fact that I was divorced or that someone died or whatever. I can't change that. But now how am I dealing with that? How am I living through that? Okay. So, uh, so grief is there, but when a person is, but when a person's depressed, I would say this, that a person's depressed is that, that these, these, some of these symptoms are carrying on for an extended period of time. So yes, grieving is healthy. Grieving is going to be a process and it's going to take a long time, especially depending on the circumstance. Okay. But the depression then comes from well, it's it's just it's 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 even going even longer than that. So here's just some other common common symptoms 
uh, you know, difficulty concentrating, making decisions, fatigue, decreased energy, a feeling of worthlessness. This is huge. A feeling of hopelessness. We've said that. Uh, restlessness. Like you just can't, you know, you can't, you just can't sit still or you can't whatever. Uh, a loss of interest and in just kind of just in general. No pleasure left in life. Uh, that could be overeating. Could be obviously, you know, medicating on drugs and and other kinds of, you know, things like that. Uh, it could be, uh, there could be some anxiety there. It could be empty feelings, okay? All of those kind of things, a per- you know, a person's emotional world at that point seems very negative, and they, they are somewhat very, very confused in that moment when they are depressed, okay? So, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that, uh, I'm not going to talk about the medical kind of depression, because the medical kind of depression, we know that, um, you know, in this country, uh, here's a, just a few quick st- uh, statistics. Um, it says 9.5% of all adults are diagnosed with some degree of clinical depression. I'm not talking about clinical depression here. Uh, and depression is a major problem in our culture. And this I thought was interesting is that uh, based on the National Institute of Mental Health, uh, experts tell us that one out of every four women will struggle with depression and one out of 10 men. And, and what they're what the researchers are saying, which is interesting, is that the difference in this number is the fact that men are far less likely to admit. So it's not that women necessarily struggle with it more. It's just men aren't, aren't, uh, aren't admitting it, aren't admitting their problems and are far less likely to seek help. And I think this is true. I can testify to this in my own, in my own situation. Uh, four years ago, I was not handling life very well. Yes, I had some difficult circumstances in my life, but I was not handling it very well. And so because I wasn't handling it very well, then the I was believing lies out of it. I was sinking into a sense of hopelessness and worthlessness uh, and, and, and not really believing truth and living out of truth. So, And I wasn't getting any outside help, and I really wasn't talking about it to even people around me would say, yeah, you know, Matt, Matt's maybe struggling, but he I, I wasn't pursuing any outside help. And, and it was just kind of, I guess it's just for lack of a better word, it was just pride. It was just getting over myself. It was just, you know, accepting the fact that, that you need help in this life. Just like I needed help with my, with my pornography addiction, I needed help in this. And I think for men, we just struggle with that. We we don't like to talk about ourselves. We don't like to talk about our problems. And, and we don't want to even admit sometimes that we do have a problem or that, I mean, it's because it's a sign of weakness. If I'm depressed, then I'm weak. I can't figure things out. I can't handle life. And at some point in time, we have to realize actually acknowledging weakness is a good thing because what does Paul say? Where I am weak, then Lord, you are strong. He says, where I am weak, I am strong because I'm actually admitting my weakness. I'm admitting that my strength is in the Lord. Not in my ability to figure it out. So, so just one comment on that, because if you are a guy and you're listening to this, I want to encourage you, if you struggled with this, seek help, seek counsel, seek, seek wisdom from a godly mentor or counselor or whatever that looks like for you, because that will be something that you need to process through some of the discouragement in your life so that maybe it doesn't lead to uh, despair, or lead to a sense of hopelessness. If I, th- I think if I would have been got getting help earlier in the process, I think that would have definitely helped me not to 
sink deeper and deeper to where it was. So that's I just want to say that. So again, we're not talking about clinical depression, even though that nine point five percent are 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 uh, you know diagnosed with that. We're not talking about that. So so again, biblical terms that are used because the Bible talks about it would be downcast. All right, despair. Uh, you know, there, there's a there's a rootedness in fear. A lot of times, a depression can be rooted in fear. There's a rootedness in anger. We're going to talk about some of these part, probably in part two. And there's a heaviness. There's just like this heaviness that I that I'm just I'm carrying, almost carrying the weight of the world. And we talked about some biblical examples. Uh, David, obviously, his some of it was his guilt over sin. Uh, his physical you know, symptoms, uh, the psalmist talking about emotions and control, loss of hope, Jeremiah, his was in Lamentations 3. If you want to read a really good one, and we're probably going to read it next time on, on, uh, on uh, depression, would be Lamentations 3, rooted in circumstances. He, he was misinterpreting circumstances, he was, and that developed in a wrong view of God. And stuff like that, all on and on and on. And so, so that's what that's that's there. It's it's in other words, we're not alone in this. I want to end with this. I want to end with some misconceptions because I've already gone my time. But this this in this part one, there are some things that are absolutely false that we have been maybe told or believed about depression, and there are some things that are absolutely true. And so I want to go through the false and through the true because because again, as I said at the very beginning, depression is not a sin. You are not sinning by being depressed, but there's a little bit of a caveat in there, and that's what I that's what I want to go with. So the first one is that's not true. Is depression overcomes me? It's just, it's like this overcoming of me, and 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 that's not true. Uh, actually, what's true is I'm allowing depression to occur, and this again, this is not out of condemnation. So in other words, I'm not dealing with things because I wasn't dealing with things four years ago very well. Depression wasn't overcoming it. I was allowing the depression to occur, okay, uh, whatever that may be. And I was, I was not dealing with things in my life very well. So that, that is true, okay? Uh, what's not true, then another one, depression renders me powerless. Like I'm just, I feel like I'm just power. I have no power. The truth is I'm choosing to give up and lose hope. I'm choosing to succumb to the circumstance. I'm choosing to succumb to the belief, Okay. Uh, another one, uh, what's not true. Depression is always an illness. No. Okay, not true. Sometimes, yes, that's where I said the clinical depression, that's, there's difference there. Okay, Usu- It's usually a consequence of not managing my soul very well. And that's where the mental health series, if you didn't listen to that, would be very good. I'm not, I'm not managing, I'm not living out of a sound-mindedness. And true beliefs. I've 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 not managed that very well, and so then I'm actually now living out of my emotions, and and we said that emotions are not really right or wrong, but if I'm living out of them, then I'm going to be living. Uh, emotions are not going to always be telling me the truth. Okay, so that's that's it. So uh, two more, uh, and then the other one that's not true is I'm not responsible. So I'm. It's kind of this victim mentality. I'm not responsible. Uh, for my depression or whatever, it's it's kind of a blaming or a victim type mentality. Okay, and what's true is I am responsible for my soul and my emotional state. I'm responsible for that because because um, you know even in Proverbs it talks about as a man thinketh, so he is. So I'm. I, what am I thinking about myself? If I'm if I'm thinking that I am uh, I am unworthy and unlovable. 
then that's not true. I'm responsible for my thoughts. I am responsible. That's where the choices come in, right? I can choose to set my mind on what is true. And then the last one that's false, and we've said this, depression is not a sin issue. In other words, it's not a sin to be depressed, but oftentimes it can be, uh, what's true is it can, it can result as a struggle with sin issues. In other words, so let's just use pornography. If I'm struggling with pornography and I'm going to that, then sure it can lead to depression. I mean, I can't tell you how much depression I was dealing with in trying to deal with my pornography issue. The more I was going to that, the more depressed I would feel. So, you know, the depression was just the symptom again. It's not this that wasn't the sin issue. It was it was the fact that I I was choosing to act out of character with who I was and go against my true identity. And so so again, that so it can't. And that's where like when when David would use Psalm 51, you can hear the depression there because he's he's admitting his sin. He's admitting what he did, and and that was actually a way of healing and hope for him. Okay, so again, there's this idea. Then those those are those are incredibly. I would encourage you to to focus on that because those are some falsehoods and some truths that you can be believing about just depression in general. That it's not a sin, but it can sometimes result. Sometimes, not always. Sometimes result from I'm dealing with uh, this fleshly struggle of sin in this in this way. Okay, and so it's this spiral down. It's this spiral down. And so I want to I wanna end with this verse because I always want to end with uh, a scripture. But I want to end with something that can hopefully uh, uh, you know, help you. And then we're going to go into this more in part two. But Psalm 42, 5. And the psalmist says, Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help. Of his countenance. So even though he's recognizing that he is downcast in his soul, that he's probably feeling some depression and some despair, he follows that up with hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. Today was diagnosing the hopelessness. Next time we're going to talk about the hope that is in Christ, that we do have in Christ, and that is what's going to help us. So I hope you've enjoyed this first part. Please reach out to us again. We do offer one-on-one counseling. Uh, if you'd like to go on your own freedom journey, that's something that we do. And uh, we'd be so encouraged if you would reach out to us with any prayer requests or anything that we can come alongside you and serve you. And as we say here on this podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time. Mm-hmm.